This is a sermon podcast from Ashland First United Methodist Church in Ashland, Oregon. Visit us online at ashlandmethodist.org for more sermons like this, church information, and how to get involved. Ashland Methodist, a community of open hearts, open minds, and open doors. You ready with your walking shoes? All right. So one of my favorite authors is Dr. Seuss. I began reading Dr. Seuss uh, to our firstborn, Timmy, when he was only a little infant. And among his favorite amusing and fun reads is, was, I hope it still is, The Foot Book. Left foot, left foot, right foot, right. Feet in the morning, feet at night. Left foot, left foot, right foot, right. Wet foot, dry foot, high foot, low foot. Feet, black feet, oh, front feet, back feet, red feet, black feet. Left foot, right foot, feet, feet, feet. Oh, how many feet you meet. Slow feet, quick feet, trick feet, sick feet. His feet, her feet, fuzzy fur feet. In the house and on the street, how many, many feet you meet. Left foot, right foot, feet, feet, feet. Oh, how many feet you meet. In this humorous way, Dr. Seuss introduces children to a world that is filled with adventures and oh, the places to go and the people to meet. So with a little stretch of our imagination, we can also see Jesus inviting us to a world of adventures with plenty of places to go and people to meet in the name of God's love. So with slow feet, we stepped gingerly into the season of Lent by following Jesus' 40-day journey into the wilderness. We learned that Jesus prepared himself for that journey with prayer, scripture reading, and fasting, which gave him the strength to face and withstand tempting challenges, especially placing, especially while sacrificially placing his full trust and reliance in God's grace. With a left foot and a right foot, today's scripture brings us full circle. And perhaps with hesitant feet, we meet Jesus' invitation to deny ourselves, pick up our crosses, and follow him. Not a rollicking rhyme, nor a playful narrative worthy of a Caldecott Award, but definitely worthy of a Pulitzer Award for a clear, sharp sentence that has shaped the meaning of Christian discipleship. This famous verse on the cost of discipleship represents a transition in Jesus' ministry. Up to this point, we've been seeing miracles and stories and teachings, but at this point, he prepares his disciples for what is coming next and to alert them of the implications of what it means to be his followers. When we read this passage, we probably, it probably doesn't have the same impact it had on the first disciples. For instance, the significance of taking up a cross at that time was a matter of life and death. 
The disciples were well aware and too familiar with the Roman practice of executing criminals on the cross. Then the cross represented a cruel and violent instrument of torture and death too often experienced by subjects of the Roman occupation. Ultimately, all but four disciples met a violent death because of their faith and their preaching. For them, carrying a cross was life and death matter. We, on the other hand, have hundreds and hundreds of years of imagery referring to crosses. We look at this passage through the lenses of seeing crosses in paintings, in stained glass windows, icons, statues, necklaces, home decorations, t-shirts, and even candy. Check out the dollar store. To bear a cross is a metaphorical idea for us. No one really expects to die in the process. Yet, this passage still has a zinger and makes us uncomfortable and actually uneasy. Self-denial and sacrifice requires serious commitment. But Jesus is clear. If we want to be his followers, we need to embrace a sacrificial life. And for us today, Jesus would not be talking about giving up chocolate or wearing a cross necklace or attending worship regularly. Jesus' invitation for us today still refers to an entire way of life, one that requires placing our full trust in God by turning from our desires and our interests and fully embracing Jesus' example in our living and, if necessary, in our dying. Next week, we immerse ourselves in the events of Jesus' last week on earth. We celebrate Palm Sunday with shouts of joy. Then all too quickly, we experience the reversal from celebration to the challenging events of that week. And then back again to the hallelujahs of the Easter victory. Today, however, we will follow Jesus down the path of self-denial and cross-bearing by emptying our hands of a life where we protect ourselves of our interests, our plans, and even our future. Then we will do what Jesus did, go where Jesus went, and walk where Jesus walked through, through healing, helping, teaching, comforting, forgiving, blessing, and serving and restoring. So with willing and open feet, let's take a walk with Jesus and see how many, many people we meet. Ready for the walk? When Jesus walked on this earth, he did not walk alone. He walked with many. He walked with men and women and children. He walked with the rich and the powerful and with the poor and the despised. He walked a path of love and grace and challenge. He walked a path leading from sin and brokenness to wholeness and grace. So come, let us follow those who walked with Jesus. 
Jesus walked among the sick and disabled. He healed blind Bartimaeus and cleansed ten men of leprosy. He drove out unclean spirits from a man who called himself Legion and told a cripple beside troubled waters to get up and walk away. Jesus walked among the sick, the wounded, in body and spirit, and he healed them. And now we are invited to walk with the sick and disabled as well. Following Jesus, we know that no matter our weakness or our shortcomings, we can all be made whole again through the healing power of God's grace. <laughs> Jesus walked among the working people. Jesus was a carpenter and a carpenter's son. Working people were his people. In his stories, he spoke of farmers, shepherds, and builders. In choosing his first disciples, he went down to the seashore and called the fishermen to his side. Today, we too are walking among the working people. No matter what our occupation is or was, we're all called to Christ's ministry in hands, in mind, and in heart. Jesus walked among the children. When some of the disciples dismissed the children as insignificant, Jesus called the children to him. He embraced them and blessed them. He told them, he told all who were there and who could hear that indeed, we must all be as little children if we want to know the kingdom of God. Yes, like Jesus, we walk with children, knowing that innocence and wonder are the portals to love. The child within must never be lost to logic, wealth, or the lust of power. Jesus walked among young people. When the rich young man knelt before Jesus and asked for his, his, his advice, Jesus challenged him to surrender and empty his belongings and follow him to greater riches in the kingdom. And Jesus likely felt sadness when the young man could not let go. Like Jesus, we must walk with the young and strive to understand their restless yearnings. At the same time, we must teach them that a true quest for meaning requires dedication and self-surrender. Jesus walked among the despised and socially disgraced. Jesus accepted the humble actions of a woman disgraced and chastised supposedly the righteous men who would turn away from her. He protected a prostitute from a mob who was willing to stone her. And he accepted in his, in his group of disciples a tax collector, a profession often then scorned and despised. Let us walk compassionately and without condescension. Alongside the despised and disgraced, knowing that Jesus showed us how the love of God 
reaches beyond the narrow-mindedness of judgments of closed and hateful minds. Jesus walked among soldiers and government officials. Jesus healed the centurion's servant and a government's official son. He reached out even to the classes and groups that eventually would condemn him and crucify him. We too must suspend judgment so we can see individual soldiers and officials as children of God. Jesus taught us that God's overwhelming mercy knows no bounds of politics or uniform. Jesus walked among the rich. Zacchaeus was a wealthy tax collector and loathed by many, but Jesus saw in him a repentant heart. Jesus asked to come to Zacchaeus' house, and there he forgave him and told everybody that a life once lost had been redeemed. We also walk among the rich, knowing that a heart seeking salvation can come garbed in silken robes as well as tattered tunics. And we can help any heart open in generosity. Jesus walked among the poor. Jesus blessed the poor and opened unto them the kingdom of heaven. He walked among the throngs who had nothing to eat. He brought miracles of loaves and fishes, and he held up to us the example of a widow who had little money to give, but gave it all. With Jesus, we also walk among the poor, feeding the hungry, comforting the, uh, the afflicted, advocating for justice and mercy, and doing all of that with compassion and love. Jesus walked among the educated. In his youth, Jesus astounded the learned scribes in the temple. And in his later years, he spent many hours disputing with sophisticated Pharisees. Among them was Nicodemus, who learned from Jesus the simple truth of spiritual rebirth. Let us walk among the educated, too, who through their searching questions and quest for deeper meaning challenge both themselves and us to deepen our understanding of God. Together we seek the fullness and power of God's love while holding fast to the light of an essential truth that we must be created anew by water and spirit. Jesus walked among foreigners, Jesus walked with many foreign nationalities and ethnic groups, including Samaritans, who were usually considered enemies by most of the Jews at that time. Today, let us walk with foreigners as if they were native-born. Let us remember that the promise of eternal life is not limited by our ethnic, racial, or national background. Jesus walked among family and friends. Jesus celebrated a wedding feast 
in Cana. He held fast to the fellowship of his disciples and to the women who aided them, Mary and Martha, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, and the others who provided from their own resources. By walking among families and friends, Jesus showed us the value of community, like this community. We know that we can all contribute to the community fully, men and women and children alike. We know that life is good and worthy of joy and celebration. Jesus walks among us today. Are you ready to take off your shoes and follow? Jesus walks amongst us today, but only if we can recognize him, if we are ready to walk with him, not on our terms, but on his terms. What does it mean to walk with Jesus, to follow his path, and to keep up with his pace? It means liberating ourselves from our separate selves, that we might be completely free to love selflessly. It is to this freedom of humble service that Jesus calls us, the freedom that comes when we no longer live to take, but live to give. We live for giving. We live for giving. We live for giving. It is living within a framework of radical trust in God that makes possible a transformation in ourselves and ideally and ultimately a transformation in the world. Left foot, right foot, feet, feet, feet. Follow Jesus and see how many people you meet. Amen. My work is with teenagers a lot and children, so I'll invite you to do something daring if you so feel like it. You don't have to. But if you're so willing, you can take, out a sh take off your shoe and hold it for this prayer time. And I'll be guiding you on a walk with Jesus prayer. But before we do, we want to remember um, our family members of this community who are in need of extra prayer. We pray especially for Dale and Linda um, as Dale journeys um, on his last leg, a path of peace and comfort We pray for Sandy and her healing. We're happy to see Betsy here and her continued improvement. Grateful to say that Dennis, our custodian, is doing really well. And that Mary is stubbornly 
walking. <laughs> Amen to that. I will read uh, a sentence, and your response is in the bulletin, but it's also on the screen. Let us pray. On those days when life seems too demanding, God, with all its cares and burdens and concerns, Jesus, grant us to follow you. When we experience great loneliness deep inside and the pain of separation that fills our spirits, Jesus, grant us the strength to follow you. When we feel the pain of our world and unite in compassion with the earth's suffering people, Jesus, grant us strength to follow you. When we are with others in their physical pain or when we visual with one who has terminal illness, Jesus, grant us strength to follow you. When we are asked to go the extra mile, to be generous with our time in our presence, Jesus, grant us strength to follow you. When we are challenged to risk our security and to accept new growth in our relationship with you, Jesus, grant us strength to follow you. When worries and concerns choke our peacefulness and leave us with anxiety and fear, Jesus grants us strength to follow you. When we harbor old wounds and are called to offer or to receive forgiveness, Jesus grant us strength to follow you. Help us today to lean on you and learn from you. May we not give into self-pity or self-doubt, but rather let us trust in your presence, which strengthens us. Help us to keep our vision focused on life and growth. Jesus, grant us strength to follow you. And as we walk together, we join our voices in sharing the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. One of my favorite authors is Shane Claiborne, and he did a youth convention, and he was talking about taking their feet, their shoes off and following Jesus. And at the end of the service, all these kids put their shoes up in the altar. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to do that. Just throw them, just throw them. But the power of what it means to walk with Jesus is not wasted. So walk in the shoes that you are given to bring peace, compassion, and love 
to everybody you meet on the way.